NBA free agency kicks off, and it kicks off with one of the biggest OMGs you could have imagined. And college athletics, if you're a traditionalist, you better start seeking therapy because we've got that and more coming up on this episode of the 414 Sports Podcast. Let's go. But instead, it's the 414 Sports Podcast, and it starts right now. Welcome in to another edition of the 414 Sports Podcast. I'm Don Wachillis. Thank you so much for logging in and joining us, whether you've done so on Spotify, Google, Apple, or any of the other five platforms that we currently reside on. Go ahead, click that like and subscribe button. We definitely would appreciate it. So as we're putting this podcast together, we're just a couple hours away from NBA free agency beginning. And prior to NBA free agency beginning, we get a bombshell being dropped, and we'll get to that in just a sec. And prior to that, another bombshell in the world of college athletics also dropped here this afternoon, and we'll get to that once we get through this whole NBA news. So we had things like DeJounte Murray being traded to the Atlanta Hawks. That became somewhat of a headline as the day progressed, and then out of nowhere. Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets looking for a sign-and-trade deal and reportedly with the Phoenix Suns. Now, DeAndre Ayton, the former number one, number one pick, essentially, of the Phoenix Suns back in 2018, who has been on the outs a bit since arriving with the Suns from the University of Arizona, looks to be the key figure in this sign-and-trade deal. So you could see Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. You could see DeAndre Ayton, prior to free agency coming into play, going to the Brooklyn Nets. Now, this becomes a huge story because as of yesterday, there was this talk that life was going to be okay in Brooklyn because Kyrie Irving decided to opt in. Isn't it ironic that once Kyrie Irving decided to opt in to his contract to finish things out with Brooklyn after testing the waters to see if he could find himself a trade partner where no one would pick up that 30 plus million dollar, $37 million contract actually uh, going into next year other than Brooklyn decided that, listen, I, I can get six and a half, maybe seven from the Lakers, but I'm leaving $30 million on the table. I'll go ahead and opt in. What that did to the mindset then of Kevin Durant will be probably one of the major stories here moving into the 4th of July weekend. 
did Kevin Durant feel slighted because Kyrie Irving went ahead and looked for a trade partner as opposed to going ahead and immediately signing that option, knowing that it would be Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons, the three moving forward into next season, and people are still speculating what Ben Simmons will give the Brooklyn Nets. But that three, that that combination in the East and what pieces you could surround that tripod with, so to speak, how they would then again become a contender for an NBA championship. You just wonder if Kevin Durant thought, listen, you decided you wanted to look elsewhere. I think the number is in Kyrie Irving's career, I don't believe he has ever played more than 70 games. And if he has, it's only been twice. Kyrie Irving, obviously a bit of an enigma, you know, a a, a different thinker, as he likes to think of himself as, uh, did not want to get vaccinated last year. His choice, but it left Brooklyn stranded for the better part of the season without a major component to their offense and one of the reasons why that Brooklyn did not advance out of the first round in this year's playoff run. You just wonder if Kevin Durant's like, listen, I've had enough. I've had enough. I I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go someplace where we play basketball and we're not dealing with all of the distractions that we're dealing with here in Brooklyn. So again, now with the NBA free agency getting into play here a little bit later this afternoon, this idea of where Kevin Durant goes and what other teams will then do becomes a major factor. So how many teams out there outside of Phoenix? Phoenix has been, as of this podcast, the leading candidate, according to reports, as to where Kevin Durant wants to go. Will other teams have the ability to package players and picks that can accompany Kevin Durant's salary and then become a player in this whole sign-and-trade scenario. Then, after that's taken care of, now you've got all of these other players out there who have the ability to, as a free agent, join whatever team they wish. Then, finally, things begin to settle and you get to, to put those pieces into play. Pieces that I think many thought were going to be set in stone once, I think it's 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock here in the 414 comes around. But now with this news here this afternoon, anybody seemingly who thought they had these elements already set in stone and how they would move forward, it could be incredibly disruptive to see how this plays out. The other one to watch is Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, 25 years old, four years in the league, played with the Dallas Mavericks, had an outstanding season with the Dallas Mavericks. He tried on many occasions to sign with the Mavericks and extend his contract. But the Mavericks, in doing some other pieces on a business side of, uh, of the court, so to speak, kept pushing it off and pushing it off to the point now where it looks as if Jalen Brunson is going to be headed to the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks, excuse me, as you remember, during the draft, trading away their draft picks, doing all kinds of things that 
many people, you know, were just head scratching about Stephen A. Smith almost falling off his chair several times on the set, Spike Lee losing his mind as well, because the Knicks seemingly were just kind of going who knows where as the draft kept moving throughout the first and second rounds. But what they were doing is clearing space to go after Jalen Brunson. And if they get a player like Jalen Brunson, that will be a big component in the Knicks trying to recapture what is an historic franchise in the NBA. So Jalen Brunson reportedly going to the Knicks. That I don't think will have a major effect with the whole Kevin Durant piece, but you never know. So the NBA draft coming up here in a couple of hours, we'll talk more about it uh, in the next couple of days, obviously has players find new homes or even said and return back to their previous teams. Now, if we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, Pat Connaughton has already opted in with his contract. Also, Thanasis Antetokounmpo has opted in. So those are two pieces that could have been free agents that have opted back in to play for the Milwaukee Bucks. But once again, Kevin Durant looking for a trade, not happy with the Brooklyn Nets and seemingly not very happy with Kyrie Irving because once Kyrie opted in yesterday, everybody thought, well, okay, life is wonderful. You're going to have Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant with the Brooklyn Nets and what they could do in the NBA East. And now that's all been thrown under the table. Again, the one player outside of Kevin Durant right now in this sign-and-trade scenario to keep an eye on is DeAndre Ayton with the Phoenix Suns, who's 23 years old, been in the league four years, a former overall number one pick with the Phoenix Suns. But if you were watching the NBA playoffs this year, he and the Phoenix Suns coaching staff kind of had a chasmatic falling out in the midst of that playoff run, and you knew based upon just the way the season ended that you got a really, really heavy feel that DeAndre Ayton would not be returning with Phoenix and now looks to be a key play, a key piece excuse me, in this sign-and-trade for Kevin Durant. So keep an eye on that. When we come back, other news that broke today that will set college football on its heels. And if you are a traditionalist, as I said in the opening, it's time to seek counseling. We'll talk about it in just a sec. Welcome back in as we get ready to talk some college sports. I promise on one of these podcasts, in the extremely near future, we're going to get to our Wisconsin Badgers and what's happening at Camp Randall with some of the renovations going on up there. If you've seen the progress that's being made in that south end zone, the end zone which gets right up against the old field house where the volley, the women's volleyball team plays and, and some of the other athletics um, that use it for indoor facilities uh, reside in. That whole renovation is looking really good. 
over at Camp Randall. Want to talk about that. Obviously, we'll get into in the upcoming podcast about what the schedule looks like and what the Badgers look like overall. And then also want to talk about this idea that the Badgers women's and men's basketball teams are going to play a doubleheader at American Family Field here in the 414. They're going to be in the middle of the stadium. They'll cut the mound down, put the basketball court there, and we'll get into not only how cool that's going to be in November to have an opportunity to go over to the stadium, do a little tailgating, and go inside and watch some college basketball, but really what it means for the city of Milwaukee, for American Family Field moving forward, is they're really starting to put that best foot forward mentality about them as far as saying to the NCAA, listen, if you want to put a sweet 16 here, I don't know yet if if Milwaukee has enough capacity for a Final Four, but at least a sweet 16 in a stadium like American Family, we can do it, we can make it work, and I think it's a bit of an audition for that, and that will come in a later podcast. Something I really wanted to talk about heading into the 4th of July weekend, until again, everything that happened earlier today with Kevin Durant, and then this also breaks, this via the Los Angeles Times. USC and UCLA are negotiating to leave the Pac-12 for the Big Ten Conference. Multiple sources had confirmed with the Los Angeles Times that this was in the making as of Thursday morning. So if you are a traditionalist, if you are big in this is SEC, this is Big Ten country, that's Pac-10 or now Pac-12 country, this is, you can go right through these conferences. It's over. It is over. Conferences as we know it are going to be a thing of the past. When you go to Camp Randall at some point and they talk about Big Ten championships, they will still mean something because that was the structure of college football at that time. And I'm, and I'm specifically now talking about college football. But the way things keep moving forward, conferences as we know them are going to no longer exist. And so we know the NCAA right now is in negotiations that they're looking at how can they take college football and move it forward. What are they going to do? And if you have joined us at all through the last four or five years on the College Sports Show on 1250 AM, the fan here in Milwaukee, Professor Dan Underberg and myself, we've talked about this time and time again. It's time now that you take all of these Division I schools and basically how the cookie cutter looks, that is going to be for administrators within college athletics to decide. But take that cookie cutter with five sections, drop it right over the country, and if you reside in whatever area, that's the conference you're going to be in. Now, I know for some who like Texas, who have joined the SEC, it's going to be strange. I know for some now, like USC and UCLA, as it's being reported, being cut out of the center of the country, so to speak, because they reside on the West Coast and they're trying to join what we now call the Big Ten, it's going to be a little bit different, but there's going to have to be a complete redesign 
of how conferences look within the world of college athletics. College athletics has finally taken that next step with NIL, with name, image, and likeness, and given athletes the ability to earn a few dollars based on, again, their name, image, and likeness. They can work some camps. They're going to be able to make a couple of bucks if they work for a car dealership who's using their image to sell automobiles, whatever the case may be. And yes, right now it's the Wild West. And yes, this is where I lose my mind with the NCAA because they knew it was coming and yet still, instead of looking forward, kept in essence looking in their rearview mirror, hoping that somehow it wouldn't happen hoping somehow that what they knew was coming at them wouldn't actually take place, that somehow it would vanish, and it never did. And because the NCAA never took it upon themselves to put forth any sort of regulations, knowing NIL was coming, we've got all of this craziness taking place right now. Well, now you've got universities scratching their head going, you know, this is getting a wee bit out of hand. So in the next year or two, I would imagine – that you're going to see some sort of parameter put around name, image, and likeness. You'll also see things kind of settle a little bit because right now you're going to have businesses who are offering some of these athletes major contracts as far as NIL goes, and their return on investment isn't there. So that will settle down too, even though in the process right now, It seems very, very chaotic. All of this at some point will begin to settle. But in the midst of all of that, this committee that has the ability now to look forward and see what college football will look like is going to have to reconvene these conferences. They're going to have to put some equitable funding for these universities no matter where they sit with all of these television contracts that are out there. There's a way to do this that provides some equity for these universities that they can still find ways to generate revenue on their own, but at least there's a bit of a level playing field to start from. And that's the only reason USC and UCLA are trying to jump ship. They're not jumping ship because they feel as if the Big Ten provides better competition or more more spectators in their own stadiums. It's about television revenue and that the Big Ten contract has a better contract with the various TV markets than the Pac-12 does. And USC and UCLA wants to be a part of that. And that's something that those in charge are really going to have to take a closer look at because you're going to see more craziness like this. It just, from a geographical sense, makes no sense whatsoever to see USC and UCLA in what we now still call the Big Ten but they did so because of the financial gains they will get by joining the conference. The conference will take it now because you have a whole new audience there on the West Coast that will be tuning in, watching your games. It's a win-win for the Big Ten, and the other side of that win-win is for those two teams specifically. So if college football is going to survive, 
if it's going to maintain its its stature in the American sporting realm. Somebody's got to do something, and somebody's got to get out there and get going and do it quickly. So keep an eye open. That story will make its way throughout this 4th of July weekend as well as the NBA draft. We'll drop something uh, over the weekend during the 4th of July weekend. Obviously, the Brewers playing much better. We'll see how the Bucks fare within free agency if we get a big name uh, as far as the Bucks go moving into next season. We'll get some Packer news. We'll get to all of that as we make our way through the 4th of July. Have yourself a very safe and enjoyable weekend. Be good to one another, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm Don Wachillis. This is the 414 Sports Podcast. (laughs) 